quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of five four in the house. Holly G along with Will Perry. Will got a big announcement here. We've got a new partner here at the Golf Insiders. It's the big summer golf card. All you listeners out there, this is a big, cool deal. Disney golf. They have been in uh, the south. West area of Florida, Naples, Sarasota, Tampa, and they're coming to Central Florida. They've been doing the summer golf card there for over 15 years. And, yes, it is now going to be here in Orlando. Uh, Opportunities to save off of all kinds of green fees at dozens of courses from basically May until the end of October. The summer golf card's only $60. $60! That's a great deal. Cheap! Anyway, they're having a big kickoff golf event, and uh, we're inviting you as a guest of the Golf Insiders to play the beautiful Disney Palm Course on Monday, May 1st. It's a 1 p.m. shotgun tee-off with all kinds of prizes, gifts, and goodies. You know, we are all about the swag here at the Golf Insiders. You'll be treated to lunch, golf, prizes, and a lot of fun. Registration's at 12 o'clock. You can warm up on the range. And here's the deal. You're being asked for a $25 donation, 100% of it all going to the first tee of Orlando. You can pay at registration. You can bring a foursome. It's going to be a great time. 25 bucks to play Disney, the Palm Course. Just I'm in. That, you in? That in and of itself is a deal. And if anybody doesn't want to celebrate that, that's actually my birthday. Oh, really? So, All right. So it's now the Will Perry Big Summer Golf <laughs> Card kickoff event. I mean, it, if you guys want to. Uh, are you legal yet? <laughs> okay, just, just checking, just checking. Uh, so the Big Summer Golf Card, check it out, bigsummergolf.com. That's bigsummergolf.com. We'll have more details. Um, but uh, come join us on Monday, May 1st at the Disney Palm Golf Course. Again, bigsummergolf.com. All right, we're going to go uh, talk some more Masters Talk here, Will Perry. And we've With got one of our favorites. One of our favorites, the one, the only, Mr. Jeff Babineau from Golf Week checking in with us. Hey, Babs. Hey, what's going on, Holly G and Will? Well, my man won, so Will owes me a lot of money. <laughs> your man. My Sergio, man. man. You know Sergio's my man. I um, don't even think she picked him this time, Jeff, actually, but it's kind of like... It's a, it's a given. It's part of like this default list that she uses when she... That's right. You know, it's like she gets like three or four picks, and sometimes I only get one. <laughs> hey, you know, it's yeah, the way well, it goes for us women, right? He probably picked Sergio for 19 straight years, and he finally came through. Oh, my gosh. A, a big, big, uh, big win. We know that. And uh, I caught you on the Golf Channel stand behind Victor Garcia's dad uh, when I think Todd Lewis was interviewing him. How happy was that man? Well, you know, he was open. We were in the um, clubhouse, and he was there watching it on TV with his family. And once, uh, once Rose missed on 18 in the playoffs, he was openly wailing. He was crying so loud. It was just, you know, such joy and relief and... All, all of them, all mixed into one little cocktail, you know. And 
And that family was pretty happy walking up to that, pat, that uh, back lawn to go see Sergio, that's for sure. I didn't realize this, that his dad has been his teacher, his coach, sometimes his caddy, this whole time that, you know, despite the highs and lows, he's stuck with his dad. That is really cool. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, you think about it for, for tw- you know, two decades basically out there. His dad, I think, caddied for him when he played at the Masters as an amateur after winning the British Amateur. So it's been quite a ride. You know, they've seen him go through a lot of highs and lows. And, you know, he, I, you know, the one thing about him having so many tough finishes at majors is that he's so good he kept putting himself there. You know, I mean, you think people kind of forgot that a little bit. They see him kind of fall back sometimes and sometimes collapse. But he always would put himself there. He's just such a great ball striker. Uh, I always thought a U.S. Open would be in his future. And, and lo and behold, uh, he got one done at the Masters, and that's a nice one to get done. Speaking about highs and lows, number 12 is starting to get Jordan's number. I mean, yeah. just holes over water in general are starting to get Jordan's number. I mean, you know, obviously we don't look want to look into it too much there, but the fact that this now is back-to-back years and having hit the shot in the first round, I mean, he's got to be playing tricks with his mind a little bit here. Yeah, I think so. I, I agree with you. I, uh, I was out there on Thursday walking with him when he made the 9 at uh, 15. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm convinced watching him hit the shot he hit from the fairway, he liked it. You know, it just spun a little too much on him and comes back, and then you kind of you end up overprotecting a little bit, and he goes long, and all of a sudden he's made nine. He battled his way back into the tournament. To me, his play on Sunday was one of the big shocks. You know, he and Ricky not doing anything. To, they were out of it so early, it seemed. And, uh, you know, so that was um, that was surprising to me. And and uh, he does have some kind of block on the 12th hole. He had a, he had a bad shot another day left and i mean it's a 140 yard shot so uh that's definitely in his head and it's something he's got to get by to uh you know as he moves on with his master's career you know i really thought ricky was looking in uh you know good control seemed you know quite at ease i i I thought this might have been ricky's time yeah i mean he's seen he was right there all of a sudden he had no short game on sunday i mean when your short game leaves you that's not the place bye-bye. you want to be. Yeah, you bye-bye. And uh, honestly, I thought Spieth was in the perfect spot. You know, I, Rose plays that place great, and Sergio was certainly calm and playing well. But those guys aren't the putters that Spieth is. And you think of Augusta and you think of a close shootout on Sunday, and you're going to take the putters, you know. So the putters were were uh, Spieth and, and Fowler, and that ball strikers were really Rose and Garcia. But – uh, certainly, Sergio, made, he made some just huge shots down the stretch. I mean, the eagle at 15. I When he was in the pine straw and Justin Rose is looking at his yardage book on 12, I think Rose is thinking, hey, I'm about to go, you know, I could go four shots up here, and this thing would be almost over, you know, so uh, back at 13. and But, you know, it's Augusta, it's the back nine, and it's never over, and that's pretty much the beauty of that competition. Rory had you know, finished with a pretty good back nine on Sunday. It went a little under the radar given what was going on, but uh, 69 for him and he finished minus three. Yeah. You know, and he's chalking up top tens now there, but he's not getting himself in, in that Sunday hunt a lot, you know, Um, just too many mistakes, too many up and downs during the week. It was, it was brutal. I mean, it was a really tough week. Thursday, Friday were really hard out there. And I just, 
the more I walk around that place, I've been to 23 Masters. I mean, it's there's some there's some holes that get really hard out there. One's a real hard hole, and 11, and I, you know, and back in the day, you don't remember holes being such tough pars, but between the conditions and just between how difficult those holes have become, the length in them, uh, it's hard out there. So there's just places you got to hold on. There's places where you got to recognize it's a green light and go. And uh, the guy who does it the best wears a green jacket. That uh, that is for sure. Any update on DJ and his uh, his back? Not much. He's sore. You know, he thought he thought he almost broke his back. He fell so hard. As I know his arm was all banged up, bruised up. He's back in the gym a little bit, back riding his bike. And he he took a long layoff after the Masters last year, and he was expected to take at least three weeks this time too. So. He has some time. I think we'll see him again at the Wells Fargo, which because the PGA is going to Charlotte, the Wells Fargo is going up to Wilmington, Eagle Point, uh, in a few weeks. So we'll see him there and then play the players, and then hopefully he's back in sync and continue what's been a great year. You know, you want to see him continue that and, and make an impact in the majors. Do you think he'll be able to jump right back in there when he does come back? I, I do. I mean, he, he's, he's the guy who gets rattled the least, you know, as long as, it's not an injury that really, you know, I, I think it's just kind of soreness. Uh, nothing was broken or anything like that. So uh, he he gets less flustered than anybody out there. So he'll be right back out there. It's not like a, a month off to him means a lot with his game. His game's never far off. Uh, his putting's been good. You know, and he's a lot of talk about how much he improved his, his wedge play last year. So and then he drives it so well. So, you know. Aaron Hills is going to be a big brawny U.S. Open test, and and he should be just fine there. Absolutely. Who are you looking at to uh, put the plaid jacket on this weekend? The plaid. <laughs> From the green think, to the think, plaid. Uh, maybe Lake Mary's own Matt Kuchar might wear a little plaid. He's got some plaid Ooh. in his closet, but he could add to it. And I think he left the Masters on such a high. It's such a great Sunday. Oh, I yeah. saw him ordering a beer at the bar after. Hmm. I said, aren't you supposed to get one of those for everybody? And, That's uh, right, the ace. <laughs> kind of gave me the quiet sign. <laughs> had his beer and enjoyed it. But I, he loves Harbor Town, and he's hitting it well. It's not a place where you got to hit it a million miles. you got to got to be smart there, good course management, good shot making, and he's won there before. So I think he's going to go in there with a lot of confidence. And it's been a little while since he won, so he'll, he'll be ready to win again. All right, well, it's another great tournament coming up, uh, Hilton Head and – Harbor Town, that's that's just a fun, great golf course and amazing views off the Calabogie Sound. So <laughs> we'll be watching another great tournament this weekend. Thanks so much, Babs. Will. Check all their coverage out at golfweek.com. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 969 the game. Stay with us. There. 